welcome to the Pelican Brief with your host, David Tapman. Welcome to the Pelican Brief. I am your host, David Tatman. We have the pleasure to have in our studio today uh, Steve Whitlow, who is a candidate for the House of Representatives in Louisiana. Steve is a practicing attorney, been practicing since 1992, doing uh, corporate and individual clients, and primarily in the fields of insurance litigation, corporate law, and succession litigation. He uh, practiced for approximately 20 years with uh, Kehoe Cox in Baton Rouge, and he is now offering himself for public service. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it very well, much. Well, thank you for being here. I know you're busy uh, during campaign time. So I would want to give you an opportunity to sort of introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I have been married to um, the same woman for 30 years, and we're getting along just fine in those uh, <laughs> that period of time. Um, we've had some travails, of course, but uh, she's she's a wonderful person and um we have had uh, three kids together. Uh, we have a 26-year-old daughter who's in med school, and she is married. We have a 23-year-old son and then a 17-year-old who's a senior in high school. Our uh, 23-year-old son is on the autism spectrum, and so we've had some challenges, some health and educational and behavioral challenges that are associated with, with his condition. It really sh- sort of shaped our lives. Um, about, um, about seven or eight years ago, we decided to start a nonprofit called Gateway Transition mm-hmm. Center, which transitioned young adults with autism from the educational world into independent living, uh, we actually formed a t-shirt shop where they worked, they worked in the t-shirt shop and, and um, our t-shirts for the campaign were printed by Gateway. Nice. And, um, and so it's just an opportunity for, for those guys that leave the educational environment without the structure they used to have and get some skills to, to be able to move on with their lives. And so we've been uh, in service for a long time. My wife and I go to San Alfonso's church in the central area. And we uh, have always been dedicated as a family to service to the community. That's great. Uh, I, I, that's a big issue uh, that you have to deal with with autism. I know there are a lot of uh, resources that are being made available now that haven't been there in the past. I know, uh, I know uh, Senator Cassidy and his wife are very involved in that. Uh, in my work on the school board, we were involved in helping them uh, with some of their work on that. So I, I applaud you for uh, making uh, something positive. Uh, out of that. And so uh, tell us a little bit about your district. Uh, what, what it, you know, just kind of the outline of your district. So District 65 is basically the city of Central, not Central Louisiana, city of Central and the surrounding area. So it goes up almost to Zachary on the Blackwater Road side across a road called Deerford Road to the uh, to Greenwell Springs Road, which is right there between the border of Livingston and Baton Rouge Parish. It goes down O'Neill Lane to basically the interstate and then goes also across to Millerville and back up. So oh, wow. it's got mostly the central area, but it's got a little stri- stretch there of uh, a more Baton Rouge-y type Yeah, it comes, south, comes down south, doesn't yes, it? Right. Yeah. Is, right. that, is that a new part that was added during reapportionment, or do you, do you know, or is it always in the district? It was, it was um, ex- expanded that way a little bit. It was, it was pulled a little bit more further north than it used to be. Okay. And there is now some areas, if I recall correctly, in redistrict, redistricting that um, the uh, accompanying jurisdiction now goes into across the river where it used to not. Okay. So, 
Yeah. So that, for our <laughs> listeners and for people who uh, are uh, political junkies like a lot of you all are, uh, that is uh, currently held by uh, State Representative Barry Ivey, who I think is running for the Senate. That's correct. He is termed out. So that is the district uh, that, that Steve's running in. So, uh, Steve, what made you want to run for office? Well, as I mentioned before, we have three kids. All of them are completely different, and we have um, – we are now getting into this stage in life where we're not caring for them as constantly as we used to. Uh, we've always been, as I said, involved in service in some way or the other. And my wife and I, frankly, were involved in a conversation about the future of Louisiana and where we are and, and what we need to do. Um, she is concerned about her safety, and that just offended me as a man that we, we would have our, our ladies walking around concerned about their safety. We have education that um, is not up to the, the standards that our children deserve. And most importantly, we have the natural resources in Louisiana to really achieve something great. But instead, we are uh, losing population, the only southern state that's losing population. We are declining in GDP. Our economy is suffering because of it. And we just don't have the infrastructure to support it. We have a tax code that's, that's broken and, and, and seems like we're not willing to fix it. So unless those things done, unless those fundamental things are taken care of, all the other issues that we talk about are never going to, to bear fruit because the government is designed to do those fundamental things. It's designed to protect us. It's designed to educate our kids. It's designed to, to build an economy that will, will be uh, free enterprise. We, we should be able to, to have a business that inures to the benefit of our family. Uh, but we've just stepped away the, from those obligations, and I think it's important for us to revisit those foundational principles and my wife, frankly, she said, I can't complain about it anymore unless I did something about it. So that's what we're intending to do. Well, that's exciting. It's always good to have your spouse engaged in that because this is a, it's a, uh, it's a heavy lift. Uh, you spend a lot of time down there at the Capitol and then in constituent services and then all the work that you have to do to build the knowledge base to be able to go out there and change those statutes. So it uh, sounds like a good, uh, a good reason. So since we went there, let's go ahead and, and pretend that last night you were elected to the legislature, and then we'll kind of, we have to pretend because there's a, a gap in there, but we'll pretend that tomorrow is your first day on the job. What, what, are, what are the pieces of legislation or initiatives that uh, would be in your wheelhouse? What are the things that you want to do as a state representative? More than anything, I'd like to lead. I'd like to create a vision for Louisiana, and it will be the day that after I'm elected for sure, and I'll start reaching out to the new legislators. We have an unusual opportunity that we have a, a high turnover of legislators. We'll have a new governor. We'll have a lot of new state um, agencies that are represented through, through new um, public servants. And I'd like to get those people together and decide what our vision is going to be. Because unless we have a vision and a plan to accomplish that vision and the commitment to get that done, we're not going to accomplish anything. And so the first thing that I would do is to break down those fundamentals with people and say, what do we want to be as a state? Uh, let's articulate that vision to the populace so that they understand what we're intending to do, and let's ask for, for uh, their commitment to go there with us so that we can accomplish those results. And you and I were are dis discussing briefly, that's going to mean that we're going to have to take some arrows. Like, people in the front of the pack take arrows, and I'm perfectly willing to do that. I'm perfectly willing to put myself out there. But whatever role I can play in creating a better vision for our, for our community and, and fixing those fundamentals is the role I want to play. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's what we need. We need leadership, there's no doubt. So as we talk about this, uh, you're obviously in election mode. You're in campaign mode. Mm -hmm. So tell us, tell our audience how you're going to win the race. 
Well, I am not connected to any political machine, and I am not riding the coattails of any existing politician, and so I have to do it the old-fashioned way and earn it, right? Mm -hmm. And so That's we've been right. doing that since um, since the beginning of the year. We've been reaching out to the local government uh, officials, and we've also been walking since June the neighborhoods in, in our district just to let people know who we are and what we're about, and we've gotten some good results. As a matter of fact, I tried that very approach with the East Baton Rouge Parish Republican Party, and I got the endorsement. Everybody that's running is a Republican, and um, I was the only person to get the endorsement wow. of the East Baton Rouge Parish Impressive. Republican Party. Yeah. So I think that what people are thirsty for more than anything is somebody that's willing to put the work in and have the bullheadedness to get the things done that they know, everybody knows needs to be done. I've seen some of your podcasts, and uh, if, if you ask every politician that's running for office what the issues are, they can all point them out very easily, right? And they all have some solutions to, to achieve those things. But the reality is that you don't just need a vision of what the problems are. You need a vision of what the solutions are and a commitment to get there. And the reason I tell the story about the nonprofit is in our race, I think I'm the person that's demonstrated that, that we have a, a demonstrable commitment to public safety, I mean, I'm sorry, public service, and that we have created a plan to get that done, and we worked well with others to get that done. So I tell people, if you're looking for someone that's willing to work hard with other people to accomplish great things, I've got a past that shows that I'm willing to do that. And my dad used to say, I love, I love my dad very much. He gave me a lot of sage wisdom, but he used to say, you can tell how hard someone is going to work in a job by determining how hard they've worked to get the job. Right. And so that's what I'm trying to demonstrate for people. That's, that's great. I always, I have a philosophy, if you walk, you win, right? That's I right. mean, of course, if, if, you're, if everybody else is walking, it kind of, uh, but if, if you're the walker in the race, most of the time you win because, you know, and look, I love that door-to-door -door action, right? And when I ran, I loved being at the door talking to people about what was going on. I usually would gain weight because they would give me <laughs> cookies and drinks and sugary lemonade and all that sort of stuff, but it really is good to be in, the, in front with voters. It's been so hot, we've been offered a lot of water. I'll tell you that right now. People look at us and we're sweating and we're kind of, you know, probably not looking our best and they're knocking on the door and, and, um, and they offer us water. But it's been, it's been awesome because I found there are some certain people who care a lot about the issues and rightfully show. I mean, there's, there's people whose lives are impacted by various issues. But I think what people want more than anything is somebody they can trust when they get there that's going to work hard for them. And so most of the questions that we get, one of the, the funniest lines – from when I was walking with someone who said, what makes you different than any other schmuck that's knocked on my door since, since I've been living here? And that was really the question to answer, right? If you can't answer that question, then what are you doing walking around and talking to people? Mm -hmm. And so what makes us different, I think, is our willingness to put ourselves out there and just work hard to get Right. Done. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, it's, uh, it, it seems like maybe it's going to, we'll get a little break from the heat. I mean, it's a little better now, and, you know, I'm, I'm um, the weathermen are promising, weathermen and women are promising things for the next couple of weeks, but hopefully it will uh, get better. Well, well, thank you, and thank you for sharing all of that with us. Um, this is the opportunity in the show where I get, give you a chance to uh, make any comments you'd like, closing comments, to talk, you know, to really address our audience, which is a statewide audience, but we have, I know we have people who live in your district. Uh, and we have people who care about the state across our uh, viewership and our, our listening audience. So any comments that you would like to make to our audience? Absolutely. So for the local folks, one of the things that I'm committing to doing is bringing the local interest to the state government. The, the difficulty we have a lot of times with legislators is that they may have their own agenda, and it's not the local agenda that they're coming into the, to the legislature. So I've been in communication with our local officials and letting them know that 
at least one of the bills that I bring every session is going to be one that's that's asked for for the council or by the mayor of our, of our city so that their voice is being heard in the legislature. And I really am convinced that um, that interaction is going to create a, a, a synergy that will allow us to, to excel more than we would if we were acting in our own way. The other thing I would say is that as representatives, our job is not just to pass laws. Our representatives are also to oversee the, the, the areas that are occurring in our district. And so road projects and drainage projects and those sorts of things, it's my responsibility as a legislator to make sure that those things are being taken care of and report back to the people that I represent. My job is to be your voice at the state legislature, and it can't just be so that I smile and sign a piece of paper and then get a photo op and, and move on with my life. If I'm going to uh, represent people, it has to truly be in, in an oversight capacity as well. For our statewide listeners, I would just say um, that I'm going to be a part of a vision of a, of a better state of Louisiana. It is just unacceptable, the, the path that we've been on before. Um, and I'm not blaming anybody because I think we blame ourselves. Like we have to take responsibility, that includes me, that I should have perhaps been involved in the game earlier on and taken part of that. But that doesn't mean that we have to act differently today because of the way we acted yesterday. We can decide that we want a better Louisiana. There's fundamentals that we have to address. We have to address public safety, we have to address education, we have to address our infrastructure, and we have to create a business environment that not only biz big businesses will excel, which they need to, right? But we have to in, invest in an entrepreneurial uh, economy that will allow people to become their own bosses and to, to create different um, opportunities that we didn't even know were out there. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that unless we empower people to, to, to act on that. So I really am um, I'm excited about it. I am not pessimistic. I know there's big problems, but I wouldn't be involved in this process if I didn't think we could do it. But I certainly don't think I can do it by myself. We all have to decide that we want better for Louisiana and that we're willing to sacrifice to make it better. Otherwise, our children will continue to leave and go find opportunities elsewhere, and that just breaks my heart. Well, tell us how we get in touch with you, Steve. So you can look at, uh, uh, we have a Facebook page, and we also have a website, stevewhitlowforrep.com. Um, you can feel free to contact my, my cell phone. It's 225-362-6265. And um, we also have an Instagram page. I'm not an Instagram person, so I yeah. can't tell you what that's all about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we uh, are, again, uh, we're not part of a political machine. We're not riding the coattails of another political candidate. And so we could use a little bit of help on the monetary side. And so that, there's a way to donate on my website. Great. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I wish you luck in, in your endeavors. And as things go along, maybe we'll have you back. Because uh, how many people do you have in your race? You have there are four others. There's four? a total of five of yeah, us. Yeah, so you, you potentially a runoff, uh, you know, unless you can pull it off in the first, right? We're gonna do our best. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, so thank you for being with us, and and that's our show. Uh, I want to let you all know. I mean, if you're watching this or you're listening, you already have it, but uh, please subscribe. Uh, for those of you who may uh, want to cross platforms, we are on all the major podcasting platforms at Pelican Brief two two five. We're also on on YouTube at the Pelican Brief 225 and you can email us at the Pelican Brief 225 at gmail.com. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. The Pelican Brief is an off script production.